0: This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, June 27th, 2020.
1: The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been...
2: ...for essential economic freedom. The excessive decline... Wee. ...in the dollar... ...it's a
3: so late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome... Welcome. This is Money Talk. Money Talk.
0: Good morning. What up, fam? Listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on radio. I am Troy Harmon here today with DJ Barker. None other than DJ Barker with the big old, what's that, the. Certified Wealth Strategy. That's right, CWS. CWS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: hello, hello. How are you?
0: Yeah, there we go. Well, uh, and we also have Peter Lynch. Not that Peter Lynch. The other Peter Lynch. Our Peter Lynch. Our Peter the one Lynch. We the important
2: love. one. That's right. That's right. Okay. Good morning.
0: That's right. How are you doing, Peter? Doing well. Awesome. Loving the shirt. Uh, he's got uh, Doug on his shirt today. The dog <laughs> from, from Up, which is one of my favorite movies. Sure. I mean, anything I'm going to watch is going to be animated. Um, Up. Yeah. Notwithstanding?
2: No, yeah. You
0: know, I mean, it is somewhat about retirement, isn't it? It is, right? Yeah. yeah. Old,
2: man. Get it is. Of course. It's kind of sad. Some sad parts <laughs> There's in there. a sad There's part or two.
0: <laughs> I correct. A couple it turns times. not okay. But, I mean, you got to love Doug.
2: Squirrel. Highly recommend yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Especially when he's got the old talking collar. Oh, it's him. great. Yeah.
2: I mean, who, uh, who doesn't want their dog to communicate like that?
0: Oh, I, I don't know if I want to know what my oh, dog's Mike. thinking. <laughs> I mean, when he's. Sh- you know, sits down on the floor and starts scooting across the carpet. What is going on? Yeah, you probably, like?
2: some things, yeah, better left on yeah. Yeah. unheard from right. the, well,
0: yeah. I had to take it there, sorry. You did. Uh, all right, let's talk about S&P 500. How about some stock market returns? Um, all right, for the last five days, you know I always say at the end of the show, market's up. I was wrong. This yeah, week. That's yeah negative one point not four. that hey, much. you want to talk about Up again? I enjoyed that a lot. No. Better. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: Let's go back <laughs> to the movie. <laughs> uh,
0: Market down 1.4% this week. The only sector higher could anyone guess? Mm. Information mm. technology. We got 25 basis points off of that big thing. Uh, consumer discretionary's uh, down 0.48%. Was the closest behind information technology. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, energy down five and three, five 5.36%, utilities down about 5%, real estate down 4%. Now, when the market's down, you wouldn't expect that utilities and real estate are going to lead or more or less lead the charge lower, but that's what we had this week. Um, if you look at the numbers now year to date, I'm sure we've gotten uglier, yeah, down 4%. Basically, mm-hmm. um, information technology leading that charge again, up 13.17% in 2020. Consumer discretionary is up 6%. Communication services almost flat at point seven four, still on the positive side. Everything else is negative with energy. Again, the big laggard down 35.83% year-to-date and financials down 22.4%. Yeah. Ouch,
2: man! Oh man!
0: <laughs> yeah, you look at the twelve-month numbers; they get a little better. We're up still, seven point three seven percent of the overall information technology up thirty-five point eight six. So, <clears throat> you know, still, still a, a pretty solid number. Communication services up thirteen percent. Consumer discretionary is up twelve point seven. What do you think's on the other end of the spectrum? Energy? Energy, maybe? Mm. Yeah, thirty-five percent lower financials down ten point six percent over the last twelve months um it's been choppy this it's week a little rough huh? yeah yeah we got uh probably one of the biggest news pieces we got this week was uh, again um jobless claims you know everything related to employment and unemployment at these right. p- at this point is uh kind of leading news. As well as a bit of a rebound in the cases, number of cases of coronavirus. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. definitely not the best news we've heard for a while. But uh, we had a loss of 1.48 million jobs. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Expected to be uh, 1.3, I believe. So it was worse than expected by about 180,000 jobs um, nationwide. Um, and that was a huge negative, obviously. Um did have a little bit of a rebound on, uh, well, we got news at least of it on on uh, housing. We got existing home sales. Uh, they dropped 9.7% from the previous month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 3.91 million units. Um, year on year, sales were down 266 I think the new home sales, though, we did get uh, a jump in new home sales. 16.6% month over month uh, to an annualized rate of 676,000 um, in May of 2020. It beat the forecast of a 2.9% rise. So, significant rebound uh, in new home sales.
2: And it's surprising. I find these numbers surprising just a little because of what's happening, right? COVID. No, absolutely. Who's going out and buying houses?
3: Well, Especially surprising.
2: It's, yeah, it's. it's You've got jobless. You know, I I, I you, I would have thought, you know, when when this, you know, months ago, that, that the housing market would have been yeah. hit a little harder than it is. Yeah. So, though this is not great, yeah. it's actually surprising, and I think it's well, somewhat of a, a little bit of a, a light at the end yeah, of the tunnel. Uh, you know, it's
0: exactly. Now, if you look at uh, a little more granular into this report, sales jumped 45.5% in the northeast, uh, 29% out west, 15.2% in the South, and the Midwest actually fell 6.4%. But you know what's happening in the Northeast. People no longer want to live mm. in the crowded space. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's what's driving it. So, if, you know, if they if they have the wherewithal to move out of the city, especially if you think about we've just gone through this thing where if you can work from home, you're working from home. Uh, do you need to commute anymore on a train? Do you have to ride Uh, the subway to work. Um, If you can work from home, why not do it? And you can do it from the suburbs. So if Mm -hmm. once in a while you need to go to work, well, you'll hop on a longer commute, a longer train ride, maybe ending with a subway ride or a walk for a few blocks. But uh, reality is uh, the Northeast, I think, is really where the, the driver of these home sales numbers are are coming from mm-hmm, and uh one thing that i thought was interesting even in the northeast with this going on the median new house price rose to three hundred seventeen thousand nine hundred dollars from uh year ago number three hundred and twelve thousand seven hundred so um you know even the the houses that they're having with most of this action being driven in the northeast it really surprises me uh, not so much that we had a rise but it was so muted i mean we're talking about five grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, I don't know what you can buy in the outskirts of New York yeah. City for New- three hundred fifty. <laughs> I
2: know. Oh goodness. Yeah.
0: I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, you're going to be living in cardboard, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But um, anyway, yeah, most of the house prices that I've seen, even in the in the distant suburbs up there, generally twice that price.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. I had an interesting conversation with a, a, a client. The her father passed away a year ago non covid related but yeah. they were selling their the estate he has an apartment in the upper west side of manhattan yeah. and and i guess uh the apartment went under contract and the client came back and said well now with covid we want to we don't think the condo's worth this anymore and they said well it's got an outside terrace if anything the price is going up yeah. because there's a you know <laughs> you know yeah. the size of the the homes there these yeah. these complexes but with an outside terrace you at least can walk outside with so many people in Manhattan not being able to get outside. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how this draws, you know, yeah, as no the, doubt. you know, New York City and, and surrounding um what happens up, up there.
0: Yeah, you know, I heard that uh, Manhattan real estate uh has dropped 10% yeah. update, uh, in price. So, you know, it's, it's, it's much mean. more
1: affordable now. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, much <laughs> more affordable. So if you're listening, you may want to find a nice vacation home on the Upper West Side. <laughs> Bring a mask. You too. <laughs> and you can see all sheets. the shows you want. Maybe. Uh, well, <laughs> eventually, uh, it's going to be a few uh, years, uh, but they'll get there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure one day you're going to be able to go back to the theater.
2: That's right. All yeah.
0: right. Well, uh, you know, other than that, we, uh, you know, we we've not really had a, a boatload of stuff going on. We did see. Um, most treasury rates ra- uh, rise this week, mm-hmm. but uh, really slightly. So the two years up, 1.2 basis points. Um, the 10 years up, 0.7 to uh, triple six, 0.666%. Wow. Wow. Uh, the 30 years up at 1.4%. 1 one. You're going to mark that one <laughs> Yeah, We're just going to, yeah. we'll not get that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not buying the... The 10-year until the price changes. One direction or one the other. To the other. We need you one can't point. Have it, that would be on your yield to maturity on your, <laughs> on your account statement forever. Yeah, oh, gee, I'm not really liking that. Point six, six. Well, the worst part about it is it's too low.
2: It's That's really right. Realistic. It's cr- Yeah, it's crazy yeah. low.
0: Yep, no doubt. Uh, mortgage applications on the week uh, dropped 8.7%. We have watched this you know, get all over the place just because we did have a lot of folks that were... Uh, uh, refinancing, but the refinance apps uh, fell 11.7% in the last week, uh, and um, the homebuyer applications also decreased uh, 3%, so a total of 8.7% decline on uh, on the mortgage applications for this past week. Um, we're going to take a real quick break right here, and uh, when we come back, we've got a uh, Awesome dog of the week. Stick all around. Right. We'll be right back.
2: In all the sharing times, under some weary skies, forgotten how to cry. Everything you say sounds like a lie. The fog some bad.
3: You ain't nothing but a hound dog. This is the dog. The dog of the week. All right. Dog of the week this week
0: is uh really more of a unicorn. I mean, hmm. they I like seems that. reasonable. Yeah. Though? Yeah, unicorn yeah. of the week. Uh the the uh note here is uh the title of it is Unicorn Riding Scooter in Fatal Crash. Oh no. Yeah, that sounds serious, don't it? Mm, well it does. unicorns refer to companies especially for venture capitalists where they'll hmm. you know they expect to catch lightning in a bottle you'll see some new awesome thing come out and uh um you know all this vc money behind it and and everybody wants to invest get a piece of the ipo and quite often they don't last well so hmm. this year i don't know if you've heard but we had a little bit of a uh a wrinkle in the economy and uh, while the market has seemed to almost recover fully from it the economy still kind of limping along mm. in a lot of spots so um the note says uh uh in late march uh the ride the scooter sharing ride sharing company bird invited about a third of its employees to attend a 30 minute covid-19 update um the meeting lasted about 10 minutes actually maybe if that long uh when they robotic-sounding disembodied voice came on and uh, announced that all 406 people attending the Zoom meeting um, were fired.
3: <laughs>
2: well, all right.
3: Whoa. That is... That yeah, is... The company later no, came out
2: good. and
0: said, uh, oh, yeah, we're sorry about that. We didn't really mean to make it so cold and unfeeling, but... Uh, but you're still so fired. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're yeah. still fired. Don't get us wrong. It was still real. <laughs> It was real, oh, yeah, no, wow. no doubt. Uh, but, you know, they're, it's, they're not the only one. In, oh, in the last few months, we've seen quite a few of these companies, just as it said, unicorn riding scooter in fatal crash. There's, uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of these, and I laugh. It's not really funny. I mean, these are people's livelihoods, but um, the pizza made by robots, I didn't even know this was a thing. But a company called Zoom, Z U M E, not Z O O M, which we all, we all might video conferencing you may have used. It, yeah. uh, but the the pizza company Zoom actually um, went bankrupt in January, so
2: before <laughs> before it had, the yeah. COVID
0: nineteen mess started. Uh, since then, uh, you know, we've seen various others. But uh, one of the things that I think is very interesting is, you know, considering all these. Uh, companies unicorns (laughs) there's a statement here that says the unicorn era was easy to make fun of but it was also a great time to be a consumer if you think about it uh we got cheap scooters um Mm -hmm. below cost boxes full of wine snacks clothes and makeup i mean we had all these things that you could uh, you know, get your food via box and mm-hmm. prepare it and all mm-hmm. the rest of that. Yep. Yep. Uber and Lyft gave us discounted taxi rides and uh movie pass went bankrupt, giving us unlimited movies. Um, you know, and even wag subsidized you if, uh, you wanted to get someone to walk your dog. All these things were awesome. I mean, this technology's been great, but yeah. uh yeah. there have been significant layoffs in that space, and I yeah. guess that's really the the crux of the story is um when life is normal and we were all out doing all these things and riding in taxis, I know you know there folks have gone back to that, but um probably not near as many as uh, as were back in February mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. uh it's uh it's just one of those things I guess. The thing that always gets me is uh, being in our research department at Hensler Financial, we always get these questions as, you know, when this thing IPOs, I want to get a piece
2: of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we do. I,
0: you know, you oh, get yeah. it's it's always a uh, fun and exciting time until you start reading stories like this, and you realize just how on the the cusp of uh, potential <laughs> <It's>, ruin <that laughs> some of them are.
2: Yeah, because um, you, you dream of that million dollar oh my goodness oh, yeah. it's gonna be, it going to be it is going to be apple it's going to be amazon it. right yeah, yeah not not unfortunately not always yeah. how it works or, or marijuana big right well, we had i mean well, let's well, get on that let's get on the been. bitcoin yeah. let's get on these these you know yeah, IT, it sectors it, let's the sensational these.
0: story always leads and, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately sometimes it bleeds um but it's not until after the fact but everybody wants to get that you know, catch lightning in a bottle, like I said. But uh, we've had it locally. Uh, There's a lot of Atlantans that uh, got in at the ground floor very well close on Home Depot. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's there's a lot of folks. We have, you know, clients in this situation where they – uh, were some of the early investors in Home Depot and you couldn't pry Home Depot away no. from them. Uh quite often it it becomes a tax burden and and a problem with their diversification because they, you know, you can't get them to yeah. to let loose. Anyway, I just thought it was an interesting story and wanted to throw it out there, but we've got something we want to talk about. Yeah. Um a situation where uh Abel and Rosemary have quite a few questions and these questions really Sounds similar to many of our other clients. We usually don't get them all from the same spot, but in this case, um, we've uh, we've got a couple in their late 60s, and and they've got you know some pretty interesting questions. Uh, first of all, uh, the market has almost recovered from the March lows. Should I sell now? We'll take these. I'll read through them, then we'll take them in order and and, kind of provide answers, uh, our our opinions as well. Uh, Second is, how do I position my portfolio if a different or democratic president is elected? That's one that's starting to get on the horizon. Mm -hmm, Uh, We're just a few months away from that election. Uh, The third one is, why is the market doing well if all the news seems to be bad? Uh, These are all things that... I mean we have various clients ask. and like I say it's it's odd that you get one in a in a similar spot um you know that that's going to ask you all of these things so uh it's obvious that uh, most of these questions are pointed toward worry uh, you know they worry about their assets mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure yeah. so uh why don't we take them in order um the market has almost recovered from its march low should I sell now well Anybody want to throw out why we don't look for market conditions? In fact, we work very hard to avoid market conditions that would have us in an emotional
2: Mm -hmm. state. There it is. Uh,
0: And it's called the 10-year rule. Yeah. And basically what we mean by that is um, if we've had, uh, you know, if if you've done a financial plan and you know your spending needs within the next 10 years, uh, what we do is try to set aside fixed income securities that will mature uh, at a date and at a level, a price level, uh, that will allow you to have your spending set aside from the volatility of the equities market. You know, there's a lot of things that you have to consider here. Right. Um, not just stocks. Obviously, stocks are the growth engine uh, that we use to uh, help. Clients grow their wealth, and, and you know, all of this is basically relative to uh, inflation. But uh, what we try to do is buy fixed income securities that will meet or beat inflation so that the purchasing power of the client's wealth is not eroded over time, uh, and at the same time, anything in excess of their needs uh, is, is invested in stocks. And those stocks should grow. History tells us they, will. they grow over a long period of time at about ten and a half percent annualized, um, which is significantly higher than the rate of inflation. So you know, an inflation-adjusted return somewhere between six and seven percent. So uh, you know, that's uh, that's definitely conducive to growing your wealth. Um, so you know, the first the first question then is. Uh, you know, is it, should I sell now? We're never going no, to
3: sell. Don't be
2: of emotional, assets. and it's so hard to to not to not watch the news and to think about oh my goodness, there is a lot going on in right. the United States today. What do I do? But selling by emotion is not going to be the the answer that you're going to get from us, right? I mean, we want you to plan. We want to run financial plans. We want to discuss what the needs are. If you don't need the money within ten years, there's no need to sell emotionally right now. If you look back in, you know, 2009, 2010, I mean, we, you know, goodness, we thought that where the market was at those times, we're never going to recover from 2008. Yeah, we did. We get back. We got back in five years. Right. So right. I mean, great we returns great so. returns since
1: one so. of the best old markets in stock oh, market yeah. history. Yeah, longest for
3: sure.
2: Yeah, there We've have been. That. All-time highs in Democratic and presidential or um, Republican presidents. Oh, if you look back sure. historically, there are going to be good times and bad times for it. It doesn't matter the party because, we again, we don't necessarily plan and, and do our stock analysis based on who's the president or what's happening in the right. economy. It's based on fundamentals. Mm-hmm. It's based on a plan. It's based off of need. And then... We don't have emotion because we know we've done our due diligence, we've done our research, we've done what we know sure. that you need, and that's how we do it. Again, it's not an we don't plan based off of age. It's what you need. Everyone is different and everyone you know, we have we have clients in their eighties and nineties that are, you know, almost all in growth investments because sure. they're really you know, they have pension or social security. They have income coming in. They don't need the money for for what it is. So we would say no, definitely don't sell based off of emotion and, and call us and and let's talk about what your needs are. Let's talk about where you are, and then we can have those conversations in in detail.
1: Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, looking long term.
2: Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. long
1: term. Short term is going to be. Much yeah. more volatile. <laughs>
0: that's, that's where the volatility comes in. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a real quick break. When we get back, we'll talk a little more about the same situation. Yeah. All right. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks.
2: In here.
3: And the bass keeps running, running and running running and, and running, running, and running, and running, running. and running, running, and running, running. And running, running, and running, running. And running, running, and running, running. It's impossible to know the future. But if things slow down, it helps to be prepared. This is Money Talks.
1: We're back.
0: Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with DJ Barker and none other than Peter Lynch. Uh, We've been answering a few questions, talking about a situation that uh, a client uh, asked a few questions themselves If you have your questions that you would like for us to answer on the air, we'd love to hear from you. Our question hotline is 1-855-429-9166. The way it works, you call in, you get our voicemail. At the beep, you'll leave your uh, message, including the question you'd like to ask. Uh, We play it on the air and uh, answer right behind it. If you prefer to talk to a human being, you can call... 7704299166 ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. Uh she will take your question and direct it to us so that uh, we can answer you on the air as well or you can email us at drgene@hensler.com that's spelled d r g e n e at h e n s s l e r.com. Uh the other way you could potentially answer your own question, is going to our website, Hensler.com, spelled in the same way, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. We've got loads of information, uh, financial information, tax uh, information. uh, We've got a lot that we've loaded recently uh, for the government's. Um, response to COVID-19 and ways that you might take advantage of some of those programs if you need. Uh, So we encourage you to go and deal with that. So before the break, we were talking uh, about a situation with Abel and Rosemary, who are in their late 60s, have quite a few questions. Uh, The market, uh, I'll just run through them again. Question number one, the market's almost recovered from March lows. Should I sell now? Our answer was no. Consider the 10-year rule. Uh, how do I position my portfolio if a different or Democratic president is elected? DJ, you got into that a little bit. We'll back up and, and uh, catch that. But let me read this third question, uh, which is, why is the market doing well if all the news seems to be bad? So, DJ, just a couple of follow-up uh, answers to that uh, question. How do I position my portfolio if we're going to have a Democratic president or a, a, a change in regime, if you mm. want to call it that. Um, <clears throat> number one, we've had, uh, we've seen the economy do well, as you said, under a Republican, under a Democrat, probably yeah. one in my lifetime, one of the most uh, uh, growth driving uh, events that we had was in the 90s during the tech bubble or tech leading up to the <laughs> tech bubble. It was, the te- it, you know, it was kind of a revolution. We uh, had used uh, spreadsheets, the old-fashioned kind where you have to manually enter everything, and everybody got a desktop on their desk, a desktop computer. A typewriter and uh, th-
2: some pens and paper, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a couple of... Oh, my, my... I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> there was a rock and a stone, and we <laughs> chiseled our way. <laughs> okay, uh, Moses. Uh, the, the, uh, what I'm talking about really yeah. did
0: drive productivity. And yeah. It just happened mm-hmm. to be under the you know, presidential uh regime of Bill Clinton. Right. So mm-hmm. uh you know, it it doesn't necessarily matter who's the president. I mean obviously uh we've seen um business respond positively to less regulation which you usually get under a Republican uh leadership. We see business often uh react negatively, uh growth goes yeah. down a little when you have more regulation and that's really Uh, I mean, it's not all of it, but that's a big portion of what we see, just that kind of a 40,000-foot view. Um, So it it doesn't necessarily uh, make it a bad investing environment just because you have one leadership type or another uh, in Washington. And, DJ, I know you said you were going to give out my personal phone numbers to make sure that they all... Uh, attribute those comments to me, but I, no, I think it's history important. History is on my side. No, absolutely,
2: and it's important yeah. to realize. And and if you know, there were bad things at that time that happened in that regime too, right? So again, it's yeah. different. But if we we have to kind of take a step back, and we have to remember that yes, the you know again, the news, no matter what network you're watching. They want the ratings. And it is scary. But if you think about what's happening, it's no different than what they've said for months. They said when there's more testing, there's going to be more positives. And, you know, if we really think about what's happening and what's going on in the world today, you know, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We just don't need to panic. Right. You know, we need to maybe watch a little less news. I know some people are gonna but you know you know we need to turn it off and we have to reevaluate where things are. But yeah, you know the there fundamentals. have been every ten years there's something. Right. Every few years there's something. It's just we will get through this as well. It's the fundamentals absolutely that's the the that's the big driver. Yeah, you're doing money. your research, you're planning ahead. We know that we need X, Y, Z. That's what we continue to have, and that's driving conversations as to stock allocations
0: sure absolutely and and selection and everything exactly else. and you know as we've um read for it seems like the last eternity technology's been gaining in in uh every mm-hmm. uh, period that we've looked at um it is huge uh we look at lots of fundamentals, one of which is is uh valuation, mm-hmm. and uh you know to me, the valuation matters more uh quite often than whomever is at. At, you know the White House in in Washington D.C. So mm-hmm. um, let's go ahead and move to the next. And by the way, DJ, you said something about the news. I was looking at something this week uh, that that I thought was just absolutely awesome. It was kind of a ranking uh, from top to bottom of the most trusted industries. The very top was healthcare, and I think lots of people trust healthcare. Doctors will tell you they don't have all the answers, and and we all know that, but. Uh, We still trust them. At the very bottom, 28% the media. Mm. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think if anyone has lost anything over the last four years at least, uh, and really longer than that, and probably a big portion of the reason that we're so divided in this country politically, it's because just that. I mean, we all know that the stories that we're being fed, uh, even if there is a, a modicum of truth to them, uh, they've been chosen to make us feel one direction or the other. Right. You know? So, sure. yeah. I, you know, it's it's unfortunate. I would really rather see somebody just tell me the facts and move along. But yeah. we don't get that. That's not steps. entertaining. It's right. it's not. Uh, so the third question here, after I step down off my soapbox, is uh, why is the market doing well if all the news seems to be bad? Um, a lot of it, I mean, the the best thing I can say to answer that question is, Six hundred dollars extra per week for somebody that doesn 't have a job, so you 've got lots and lots of time and some extra money. What do you think is going on people are yeah. people are buying things they're investing in things that they normally would not have the wherewithal to do mm-hmm. so uh, you know you 've seen lots of things happen and change in the market. Um, I, I will be the first to tell you I have not seen valuations at least on a forward p e basis as high as this since 2001. That's scary. That's scary to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got a portfolio in the way that I, I would still tell you, follow the 10-year rule, rebalance your portfolio. Uh, from February, to March, February 19th to March 23rd, the market lost almost 34%. What do you think happened to your portfolio in that time? Everything didn't fall equally. Right. Uh, You know, companies that were still working and and everyone knew, like a Walmart or a Kroger or, you know, uh, even an Amazon, they were all still at work, uh, still generating income. We know companies like Disney had operations that slowed down. What do you think happened? If you still like Disney, when we were going through that month and a few days of horrific pain... Rebalance your portfolio. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to probably sell off some of the winners and buy those that had lost. Mm-hmm. Since March 23rd to this point, who do you think has been better? Yeah, uh, It's the companies that you would have been buying. Yeah, I mean, that to me is, is probably one of the biggest things you can do. You can do it in your 401K. You can do it in your brokerage accounts everywhere. Have a long-term strategy. Follow that strategy. When weird things happen and the market whips back and forth, Rebalance
2: yeah hmm. and it's interesting because we do get clients call and say hey why are you why are you trading in this? The market was up well, because of that exactly. uh, I think that's important it's we don't you don't want to freeze and just sit and say all right i'm not doing anything or i'm selling out as emotionally it's a we have to continue to evaluate and you're tactically moving again you're you're not necessarily market timing though it can seem like you're market timing right. but you're evaluating what's happening in totality in the markets and you're trying to make adjustments here and there to right. make sure you are you know you're selling the it you're picking up this and and slight changes here and there they can increase your report portfolio performance That's but true. you're not intending to trade in market time okay. it, but it's a it looks like it's market timing because there may be a news article that said, oh my goodness, something happened. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. decreasing your risk also. Right.
0: So. Well, and one of the other things you need to make sure you do is you've got to do your homework. I mean, when you see things where companies' operations are slowing down or could be totally halted, I mean, there's companies that, that are awesome businesses that, that uh, we recommended for sale during this because their business totally shut down. Mm-hmm. If you were purely retail with no... Uh, internet
2: online uh, footprint. Uh, right. right, if,
0: if just... you had no internet sales whatsoever and no wherewithal to do it, uh, do you want to own that company for the two three months, knowing that earnings are coming and they're going to have to report some ugly stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you could you could do something like that. I'm not going to get upset with you. It's, right. it's totally human, and you should do that. But um, you know, all, all things considered. What we would prefer you do is rebalance. Mm-hmm. DJ, you mentioned it before, too. Uh, quite often, we'll do a tax loss harvest yeah. because it makes sense on the taxable side. If you don't have all your money in a 401k, why wouldn't you manage that? Right. You, it's an opportunity.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll answer some more financial questions. You're listening to Money Talks. likely that we're going to need some mass testing,
1: actionable
3: ideas, some form of contact tracing, for
1: short-term, medium, and long-term economic
3: recovery. Recovery. You're dialed into Money Talks. Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to
0: Money Talks. I'm Troy Hart here with DJ Marker and. None other than Peter Lynch, and uh, we've been talking about a situation where a, a couple had lots of questions. Um, and uh, before I read through that, if you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, our question hotline is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works, you call, listen to our voicemail, leave yours, including your question. We'll play the question on the air. And answer right behind it. Uh, if you prefer to talk to a human being, you can call our number at 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. She'll get you to, uh, uh, she'll take your question down and get the question to us. Uh, we'll answer on the air. Or you can email us at com, which is probably the most common way that we get questions. But uh, that is spelled D R G E N E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Or you can go to our website and answer your own question. Why not? I mean, you don't have to. We'd love to help you. But uh, we have helped you in as much as we've downloaded loads of information on our website. Again, that's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And... um, When we left, we were talking about this. I'm going to recap our uh, situation we had today. Abby and Rose, or Abel, I'm sorry, and Rosemary had uh, three questions. The market's almost recovered from the March lows. Should I sell now? Our answer is no. Uh, Follow a 10-year rule. Uh, How do I position my portfolio? And if a uh, different or Democratic president is elected, it's uh, not necessarily the biggest driver to your portfolio, I mean, obviously, it might make some difference, but uh, long-term, we look at the fundamentals. And again, you know, 10-year rule, we make sure that uh, your assets are covered and out of the volatility of the stock market, if needed, within the next 10 years. And uh, third, why is the market doing well if all of the news seems to be bad? Well, uh, there's plenty of negative economic news, mostly related to COVID-19 and the unemployment that it's caused. The slowdown in the economy was uh, forced. Uh, and understandably so at this point, uh, we seem to be getting back to normal, whatever normal is. And, um, uh, we, we, uh, encourage you to, uh, frequently rebalance, especially when you see asset prices changing significantly, make sure that your portfolio gets rebalanced. It allows you to buy the cheap stocks, uh, you know, at a better price and, um, lower your average cost. And, uh, at the same time you would sell and use the proceeds of those winners, which is really difficult to do Mm -hmm. uh, from a behavioral point of view. You don't want to sell what's working, but often it does actually benefit you in the long term. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you can also manage if you know that companies are having operational issues or or whatever. So do your homework, you know, if you're going to do this by yourself. Uh, I would imagine that DJ would be absolutely happy to help you uh, as would Peter, and you can, again, reach them at 770-429-9166. If you have questions, uh, call that number and uh, ask for DJ or ask for Peter, and uh, they can answer lots of your questions. Absolutely. Me?
2: Yep.
1: I'll be Everybody sleeping help. at my desk.
2: It'll, yeah, don't worry about <laughs> so Troy. We'll, unless wake it's a complaint.
1: we'll wake you up if we need that's,
3: <laughs> that's
0: what I do. Don't make loud noises near me, or you might start, you might a start a all right, so uh, we do have actually a question from Joy who called us this week, and uh, we would love to answer her question on the air. So here we go with Joy. Hi, my name is Joy.
2: All right, this is a question about a Roth IRA. I have an adult son who has a Roth, and um, he has lost his job during the COVID. So, what we're wondering, can he borrow from that or, or remove money from that account and put it
0: back in without a penalty? Was there anything in the CARES Act or anything else that Congress has passed that would allow him to do that without paying the penalty
2: and everything that has to be paid when you take money from a Roth?
0: All right. Well, thank you, Joy, for the for the uh, question. Uh, her question was, guys, um, she, she's got a son who was actually laid off during the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, wants to take some money out of a Roth account. Can he do that without penalty or significant taxes or, I mean, what you got?
1: Well, first I want to say that it's great that he's got a Roth account. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and second, we always want to leave your IRAs, Roth accounts, 401ks as a last resort for money if you need need to withdraw. Um, to answer the question, though, a Roth has always allowed you to make a withdrawal of the contributions. Just the contributions. Just the contributions. So the earnings can have penalties and taxes depending on how long you've had it. Um, but there are qualified distributions, of course, um, even without uh, the uh, CARES Act. So first-time homebuyer qualified education expenses, um, things like that. So you can always um, take withdrawals without penalty, but still maybe taxes.
0: Yeah, you'd have to pay the tax there, I think.
1: Yeah. So technically you can't borrow against the account, but you can make withdrawals. Uh, the CARES Act has just given you some, uh, some things that you can do to make it easier to pay it back. Sure. So you can pay it back over a three-year period, uh, which, is, which is nice. Um, it weighs the 10% penalty again. So uh, another good thing. Um, one thing though that you uh, you've got to show that the COVID-19 or coronavirus has caused you. Um, it, it's caused you to a have hardship. a yeah, yeah, hardship. Kind of. um, so, it, it, but those are pretty easy to qualify for. I mean, if you've been quarantined, if you've lost your job, um, or if you've been diagnosed. So it it does make it easier to be able to take that out, and the good thing, which we want everybody to do, is put that money back in. Absolutely, yeah,
0: reinvest. But so, so the short answer, then, I guess, to Joy is yes. Yes. The CARES Act did provide for a way that uh, her son could take the money and not pay the 10% penalty, Mm -hmm. and we encourage him to put the money back. Yes. And at the same time, if he puts the money back. Is there a tax penalty? Is there any tax? He's not gonna have to pay anything, right? No.
1: No. Okay. So definitely do that.
0: All right. So Take uh advantage. there you go. That's uh that's something that we've we've covered actually quite a bit, uh had those questions um as we've gone through this. Quite often folks have had uh things and you know, the CARES Act caused all kind of changes just for the year. Um, you know, so it's uh it's good that you ask. We appreciate the question and uh the answer is
3: sure.
2: And you can always call us, right? I mean if if, yeah, if sure. If he has specific questions and you really want to talk through your scenario, um you know, please give us a call and we'll we'll jump on a call. Yeah, and, and that number
0: again is seven seven oh four two nine nine one six six. Uh ask for DJ or you can ask for Peter. Just don't ask for me. <laughs> <laughs> You could ask for me, and I'd probably and talk just to forward, you. Yeah. I, I can get you to DJ just as <laughs> just easy, as, easy <laughs> as anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so we've got another question here uh, emailed in to us. Will from Ableton says, I read that stimulus payments were uh, supposed to be uh, we're supposed to be getting are coming on a debit card. Is that true, DJ? Oh, my
2: goodness. Are we going to get a debit it's card? It's crazy to think about, right, receiving a debit card from the – federal government yeah, but that experience. is correct wow. you, you know it's everywhere you want to be apparently you get your uh debit card you can <laughs> well, go to an atm like a, an something you've operation. heard that before a i don't a know way. yeah it could be could be uh but yeah you you know you can take cash you can go and use it as a debit card and and you know obviously um safety is you know when when you're dealing with any type of financial transactions if you lose it or you fear that uh someone may have the pin Make sure there's a there's going to be a 1-800 number that you'll need to call and make sure they shut it down. But, yeah, you're going to get a debit card in the mail, and it's going to be like cash. It's yes. interesting.
0: Can I invest in the latest uh, fad? With that money, is that going to be a problem? Can I go buy the latest unicorn? Obviously, oh, Bird is laying off their people, <laughs> but I mean... It's still a good
2: time, I'm sure, for you, Troy, is. they'll take it. Oh, for me? <laughs> for Just <you>? for me? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Have I got an all investment for you, Troy? <laughs> all
0: of a sudden, I feel special. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what they called me in school. I'm not sure... Yeah, what I don't know what's, what's don't, going on. I don't know what they meant. Um, but, uh, all right, well, uh, DJ, I think that's going to be all well, the time then. we have... For this show, but I will ask you one more question. Is the market going to be up or down this week?
2: I'm going to say up. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll say up. I got to see it.
0: So there's two ups. What do you got? Oh, you know. know I know, I know. You're (laughs) always. Yeah. What am I going to say? Statistically, the market is up more often than it's down. Easy choice. Market's up. All right. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week.